I am Kevin. I am Giovanna. I am adventurous. I am dreamer. I am creative. I am wine. I am dance. I am entrepreneur. I am musician. I am privileged. I am activist. I I am am podcast. Learning. Growing. Inspiring. Yeah, I mean, talk about breaking glass ceilings consistently. I mean, every (laughs) single... Every single aspect of what yeah. you did, whether it was playing, yeah. composing, c- conducting, or uh, uh, you know, arranging and leading, yeah. it's just—I mean—you're such a trailblazer. And uh, did, did do you see yourself as that though? I, I, in that moment, in the moment, no. I think it would have been too much mm. if I had thought about if I thought sure. about it too long. Like I remember, I remember when I was asked to do. Um, one of the big award shows, the, the Image Awards, and then later the Emmys. Um, if I had, if I had thought about it too much, it probably would have it, it spooked me a little bit. But I was just doing the work, and I could get, I could really uh, focus and get in the inside of the work. Wanted to do a good job. Wanted to surround myself with excellence. So those kinds of opportunities gave me opportunities to hire other people that I knew were of like mind. So many of them were kind of left out. And when I was in a position to be able to say, I need so-and-so, or I want so-and-so, a lot of that was based upon my feeling like I wanted that kind of energy around me mm. with people who looked like me, with people who cared about what we were doing, who people uh, who also were looking to take it beyond just was what, what was right in front of them, knowing that what also our presence did was to keep opening the door and pushing forward a certain level of excellence that a lot of times is left out. I know now as an older person that a lot of that being left out was out of fear. Mm. Yeah. You think about it. A lot of times when people are afraid, you know, excellence is excellence. It doesn't matter your race, creed or color. Right. Yes. But black excellence comes with a whole other layer of things. (laughs) And some of those things for some people is a little scary. Absolutely. So I know now that while a lot of people were maybe kind of looking at it like, you know, kind of funny or or creating obstacles that really weren't there or offering certain kinds of statements that should have put me off. I was remember I was remember I was I was doing a show and uh, the person said to me, uh, you know, we really want you to music direct this show and we know you'll do a fantastic job, but please do not hire all people of color. <gasps> and so but that was one of those days when I just couldn't help it. And I said, well, do you tell my white counterparts that to not hire all white people? Mm. <laughs> I said, I I am either going to be gone now or they're going to hear that, you know, that ain't cool. Right. So, you know, you pick your battles and you pick your statements and you find your ways to do it, but you don't compromise the end game. And the end game is that you kill it, that you crush it. And you have people around you who are going to come ready to support you crushing and they crush also. And you arm those people and you trust those people to you give them what they need in order to shine. You don't put your people who you call in a position to fail. You say, we all, we all going up together. So here's what, here's all I need you to do. 
I don't need you to worry about that over there. But when you come up in here to do this, I need you to just slam and give it your best on that day. And and most of the time that would happen and it would make it it would make uh, for a consistency that I think was appreciated a lot. Even if people were afraid, I think that they they would finally say, well, you know, there's care there. Mm. Yeah. There's care. Extra attention. And that that goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Was there one particular job, um, maybe a monumental job that you so it was offered to you and that self-doubt kind of creeped in. I know we all have those moments, but you seem so confident. But I know there's probably one incident where you felt like, maybe, can I actually do this? And you surprised yourself. You've always crushed it and came through. But <laughs> is there one particular? I had that you two. Okay. Yeah, there are, two, there are two that come to mind. One was when a friend of mine, uh, 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 an amazing composer, William Banfield, wrote a piano concerto. Uh, you know, the whole, you know, classical stage, you know, that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to play it. And, you know, I thought, oh, okay, no, 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 no biggie. I'll learn the concerto and I'll play. But I was horrified. Mm. I was horrified. A new work. I'm the debut artist. Nobody there. They're wondering, like, who the hell is she? You know, because I'm not. I'm not the one that, you know, does classical music so per se. And this was classical music in, in terms of its presentation, but the music was clearly black. Mm. <laughs> Got it. You know, it was clearly from a composer who had that vocabulary inside of this symphonic package. Mm. So if there was no room for light or air in terms of, making a mistake because we were representing one another. We were representing a, 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 a plethora of composers who happen to be of color yeah. that don't have an opportunity to have that yes. uh, platform. Absolutely. No pressure. <laughs> and there was not another black face except for his and mine wow. in the whole joint, in the whole, yeah. in the whole concert hall. So the responsibility that was there was very, very uncomfortable. And I got very, 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 very nervous and like the day before, I was really asking myself, I may have been off more than I could chew type mm. of thing. We It ended up coming out fine, but I never wanted to feel like that. Yeah. I, I, there was a certain part of that where I felt really inadequate and it was not fun. Yeah. But I got it done. The only other time I felt like that was when uh, I had to make a choice about a pos my position or doing doing what I needed to do in in service on the Grammy Awards. Mm. My first year as music director of the Grammy Awards was the year that Beyonce and Prince opened the show. I think I played that. You did? I, yeah, I was, that's the only time I've played with both of those artists. So it's unforgettable. He wore purple. You did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I was, that was my, the first time that I music directed that show. Now you have to understand the Grammys had gone from having a Grammy orchestra that played a lot or played from almost everybody yeah. to everything being pre-recorded in the studio with a little band to then every artist coming on with their own group of musicians and there was no Grammy orchestra anymore. And, you know, I grew up on the Grammy orchestra. I wanted to be in there. I wanted to play that. Yeah. But, you know, it... Times being what they were at the end and trends being what they were, you know, that had changed. Anyway, I was the first musical director on the show. 
for after they had had a, a, a lot of shows where they didn't even have a music director, if you can imagine. Wow. The Grammys with no music yeah. director. Kind of weird. <laughs> but anyway, I was called. I had done some other shows for the uh, John Cosette Company. They were the producers of the show or one of the producers of the show. This was going to be a big show. And they, and he asked if I would do it. And so I, I said, yeah. So uh, Prince and Beyonce were on the show. And the person who was the primary director, day of show. Like, you know, the Grammys used to be completely live and they would run it in the morning, mm -hmm. top to bottom, in order to make sure that they could change sets in time mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. And then they would reset and they would broadcast. Boom. Mm -hmm. So you run it and go. So we were running Prince and uh, Beyonce. Now, they had pre-recorded certain things, certain background vocals, you know, just certain things to give it a little more mm -hmm. there, there inside of the Staples Center, which is not necessarily the most acoustically <laughs> perfect place for music anyway. Right. And also to make sure that the broadcast, that the, that the things would be balanced and sound good, you know. This is very typical. But the producer, the main producer of the show comes over to me and he says, go and try to convince Prince to do this whole thing live, live, meaning don't use any of the pro of the pre-recording Pro Tools. Don't use any of the things that we have been rehearsing for the last so many hours, day of show. Go and tell him I want it to be live, live. And I said, well, are you sure? And he says, yeah, you go tell it. <laughs> so... I walk up on the stage and I try to look around to see if any microphones on or anything like that before I go and talk to him and found a little place. And I said, let me talk to you for a minute. He says, OK. I said, the producer is asking me to ask you to consider doing the whole song, the whole medley that you've been rehearsing. And that everybody else is ready in the truck to do. <laughs> He's asking that you do it live, live. Just no Pro Tools, no no nothing. Just just play and go. But he heard me. You know, I had known Chris a long time. So he, he heard me and he, said, he says, what do you think I should do? <laughs> that was a good impression. That was great. And I said, um... I cannot tell you what you should do, but I am going to tell you that there are 50 people unprepared for you to do it differently than what it is that has already been agreed to and that we have been rehearsing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, I will go out into the audience and I will make sure that it sounds good out there, but I'm not in the truck. I ain't behind the camera. I'm not at the soundboard. He said, okay, I got you. Tell him I, tell him I said no. Mm. I said, okay. Now, <laughs> That's brilliant. First, brilliant. first layer, then I go back to the guy and I said, well, you know, he, uh, he's not comfortable with that. And that was the end of it. But the walk to talk to Prince was like, okay, if I go and I tell him what this guy has to say, and he does it a different way, it's going to suck. Mm -hmm. He's the first up on the show. They're going to do this, they run the rest of the show, reset, and it's going out to the world. I said, and at the same time, I don't necessarily want to not do my job, which is to, the, the man says, go tell him, I go tell him. But it was that, in that moment, I had my doubts. I was like, wow, I do not like 
being in this position where I may have to figure out a way to tell somebody either a not all the way truth or in saying the truth, lose my job. And either way, the results is the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you handled you know it mean? so beautifully, that instinct. Well, that's in. where you got to know. That's where you got to really know that musicians, artists, people, when you're walking in your truth, that you have protection. Yeah. Because Damn. I did not know what to say until it came out of my mouth. <laughs> but I do know how important it is to just try to walk in your truth. And one of the things, even if the news ain't great, one of the things I've always learned to appreciate is being honest and being upfront. Yeah. Yeah. You maintain you know? integrity on, on all fronts. Took care of your job. You took care of the people. You took care of the bride. You 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 tried to main you maintained the balance when things became imbalanced and they were trying to move it in a way that just that didn't you know that's a beautiful. Most people can't do that. They get crushed. Yeah. You were a true musician. You just improvised right Absolutely. away. Like, okay, let's figure that. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> now, oh. a more fun fact on the subject of Prince, which I was unaware as we were doing our research. <laughs> um, I had no, I had no idea that you were so close to him to the point that it was a never a, a love relationship, but there was a love interest there. Is is that what I read? I'm like, there was a <laughs> hey. You you read the same thing I read. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not know if you're working so closely with him? Well, you know, I I was introduced to him by we 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 had the same a recording engineer for a while, and I was introduced to him because he said you need to work, you need to meet this client I'm going to be working with soon, Prince. You need to meet. So we met and we talked on the phone. And, you know, we did obviously have a lot of things in common in terms of the music that we liked and playing a lot of instruments and, you know, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he his career just 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 blew up. It just, you know, and I, uh, I was able to, you know, talk to him. I worked on his first album. I actually did a string arrangement of a song called Baby that's on his first album. He had actually written the, the, the arrangement or conceived the arrangement, but he, you know, he didn't write it out at the time. So I had to do that and conduct the arrangement for him. And we became friends and he used to call me and he used to ask me tons and tons of questions. And I thought that was really interesting because I could tell that, you know, he was going to be, you know, somebody major, mm -hmm. but he had, he had so, so, so many, many uh, uh, questions about, records and how people had done stuff and what you know living in minneapolis they had a certain imagery of what we were doing out here and because it was so much recording out here he did i know this person and that person when he would come out to la to have to do something he would call and we would have these conversations on the phone until my my younger sister one day picked up the phone <laughs> and and you know men speak with trees well well who's calling oh this is prince and she was yeah right Oh. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so after that, he said, "I'm not gonna call. I'm, I'm just gonna see you when I see you." I said, well, "Okay." So, but the idea was while we were in, we were close. I think from the standpoint of being about the music, mm -hmm. although we didn't, as, especially as his his uh, star ascended, you know, mm -hmm. but we would see each other at key points. Case in point, when Purple Rain was about to come out, I happened to be in New York doing some promotion for something. I don't know what. And he was in New York for something else. We happened to be staying in the same hotel. 
he found out, he says, this is Prince and I'm in the restaurant and I want you to, can you come down? I said, well, first of all, the restaurant is closed. I'm not hungry, but he said, I just want to talk. And I said, okay. So I went down and we talked and he was really, really nervous about Purple Rain. He says, I don't know. I think I've gone out on a limb on this one. I, I don't know. And I said, did you do the best that you could? And he said, yeah. I said, well, then let it go. There's nothing else you can do. I said, that's probably going to be great. And he's like, oh, from your lips to God's ears. And I said, well, <laughs> yeah. So, so just, just wait it out now. You can't, you can't call it back. So back. Just, just go. And, you know, of course, it exploded and the rest is history. Yeah. So that was one of those times. Our relationship was such that seemingly at key moments, I got his level of respect, the level of mutual respect that we had yeah. for one another, and that it would be tested in those situations where he really needed an ear or really needed, if somebody didn't have a solution, just needed to be able to say. And so I, you know, really, really uh, am, am, am privileged to feel like I was maybe one of maybe a few people that would actually tell him and, and not be afraid of, of, of speaking truth. And that he, he trusted, you know, yeah. just like he did at the Grammys that same day. Yeah. What do you think I should do? Who says that? Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> I'm like, you your own, like, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so we had that kind of relationship, which I think is very uh, special. And when I did the same thing, you, I'm thumbing through the best of CDs <laughs> and I'm looking at the liner and oh, yeah, 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 remember this? What? <laughs> 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 so, but I have some great pictures of the two of us together and all this. And, and then, you know, the magazines, they tried it. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. They oh, tried to work. Is sure. Patrice Princess, Princess and all that, you know. Right, you remember Right On Magazine? Oh, you guys may be too young. No, used to be a magazine course. called Right On. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, oh, they were famously trying <laughs> they were to all work it. it all out. And it's like, man. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, maybe they were right on. <laughs> they're right gone now. Yeah, they're right gone. <laughs> well, I um, I know it's. I really, I'm, I'm so honored to just have you on and to hear these stories. I again, I, I know you as a, as a boss, as a, as an incredible musician, a composer. An arranger. I remember when when I got the opportunity to first work with you in the studio uh, in terms of film composing. I think it was Cora Unashamed. I think was the name of the of the movie. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I want <laughs> you say, did a, you did a few with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, wow. but I just that recollection of always and always admiring the team that you had around you. And it was amazing because at that time is when I first met Booker White. And for many years, I didn't see a lot of these guys. I mean, Ndugu, Charles Mims. And then years later, I actually was in the scoring stage because I do a lot of my work now in, in, in film scores. And I saw Booker. And it was just sort of like, oh, my gosh. I, and it was amazing to see him again because in those rooms, there's not a lot of people of color. It's starting to change a little bit. But to mm -hmm. have seen Booker and to have my early beginnings and have those influences early on and seeing that that's absolutely like the excellence and the bar and it 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 wasn't impossible and it was it was happening. It maybe a lot of people didn't get to see it, but now fast forward, I'm hoping that that you know moments like this where we hear you speak and we and and we can share this these stories really inspires that young generation 
of musicians of color, you know, right. Latinos mm-hmm. and, and black. And That's I mean, right. just because That's the opportunity right. hasn't been there, but you're such, we have to. Yes, yep. we have such to. An example. I mean, the idea is that the excuses now for us not knowing and not knowing each other and not finding each other, the excuses are gone. Mm. Yeah. You need something you need to know. You want to know if there are qualified people of color that you can call. You can't stay in ignorance anymore. You can find them, get online, talk to people. That The network of being able to talk to people is, is has expanded, you know, a hundredfold. Yeah. And we can't blame it on them no more. Yeah. If we don't see each other now with 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 increasing numbers of people who are in the position to ask where are where, where are they mm-hmm. where are the people who make up the society yeah. how come where are they they should be in this room too if 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 we, we don't have the excuse of of not like saying so i'd like to see you know are there no right. have we not looked have we not found we we have to speak up though and we have to call each other absolutely yes. That's another really big uh, part of it as well, is being able to know that for a while, until it becomes habit, Mm -hmm. until it becomes routine, that when you are trying to make a difference or do something differently, or you are trying to change an, an old habit, you have to do it with intention at first until it becomes natural, just like anything else. If you want to run a marathon, you don't just ro- roll out and start running for 26 miles. Mm. You're going to have to do a couple of miles, yes. yeah. a few more, a few more. And you're going to have to do it on a consistent basis so that your body gets used to that. Well, same type of thing. We're trying to break old habits, break old habits of assuming that people of color are limited to only doing certain kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And that we should not necessarily have to put in front of our minds the idea of being inclusive. And the reason you would want to be is because the end product won't be successful without the consciousness of inclusion. So you may as well start from the inside and make sure that there are many people who are who are competent and capable and involved in being able to make it such that from beginning to end, it is what it ought to be. And that's in just about everything. I can't think of anything where where it would not be important to be able to understand that, you know, our, just like the music. Music is one language of many dialects. Mm-hmm. So true. And I think that, that, that it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a metaphor for the human race, too. I also think we need to get rid of that idea of competition. Like, there's only a small portion of us that can get this job and, and there's a one token black person that can be the dancer in this video or, or the musician so it's it's about edifying and supporting one another absolutely mm-hmm. well the composers i tell you you know when we're when we're writing we're drawing on our experiences we're drawing on our lives we're drawing on what we've seen we're drawing on what we've heard and that incorporates a lot of different stuff so I think that, you know, the people who are playing, the people who are dancing, the people who are organizing and promoting and managing artists and all of the kinds of things that allow for our forward facing aspects of our entertainment culture, you know, it has to be a lot of different people and they have to have a lot of different ideas in order to keep it fresh, in order to keep it going. You were, you were saying earlier about how the pandemic 
there are certain things about it that I think are going to be things that we're going to hold on to afterwards. I agree. Some of them are real simple. Like, when did it get to be a thing to have to wash your hands? Right? <laughs> <laughs> or cover your mouth I mean, when were, you we, cough. were we not washing? <laughs> right. what, you see, what that says to me is that, oh, we were not washing our hands? Right. right, right there were right. people on earth who not washing their mm-hmm, hands? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the idea is there are things that are going to, we, we should maintain, that we should carry over. And I think one of the things that we should maintain is what we have felt like in knowing for some of us, how important the arts are and particularly how music has served our lives, you know, and we took, I won't say took it for granted, but we didn't really appreciate it until it's like, it ain't there. Mm-hmm. John Q. Public has had to dive deep into YouTube and everything else to try to find ways to, to at least soothe the need to be able to hear and feel a certain amount of music. Yeah. But we also know that 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 is a a very, very, very small fraction of what it feels like to experience music when you go watch somebody play or go hear somebody play. And we know as musicians, that's what we miss. We miss like, you know, well, I'm making I'm recording all the time and I'm on Zoom, you know, 12 hours a day. But just to be in the same space as another individual making music is a different situation. So when those kinds of things come back, you know, maybe that will allow for us to be able to be uh, more conscious all the way around. And we'll be able to then determine good, better, best again, rather than obvious, the obvious mediocrity, because everybody can't go. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. When it's, th- when, it's, when it's time to really do it. Yep. Right. And you got to be live. Let me- <laughs> it's so true. It's mm-hmm. so true. When you got to plug so, it you in. Know. Yeah. <laughs> be revealed. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's there so it is. true. So what's next for Patrice? What's, what you got oh, going man. on? Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm not sure. Um, it's limitless. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is. It feels that way. I, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying, I'm enjoying teaching a lot. It's, it, it, it's, it's influencing. It's starting to now settle into a thing where it's influencing sort of my ways of, of, of navigating certain kinds of things. I want to do so a lot more writing. I really want to, you know, I've done some work for orchestras and, and things like this, but I, not I, I I would I would like to experiment with something a little more long form. Mm-hmm. I mean, the longest form I've done is like maybe um, the symphony uh-huh. that I wrote and, and, and a few pieces. But I want to do something long form and I, I want to do that. I want to, you know, continue to play. I, you know, I love to play. I love the collaborative idea of um, film. I love dance. And so I'm looking maybe for maybe the opportunity to maybe do a, a, like a modern ballet oh or something like that. You know, I don't know. I'm, yes. I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that with all of the things that I know that I'm at a place where I can try some other things that I really am not as familiar with and bring and with, but, but it's different when you know you can bring something to something rather than just feeling like, well, I don't know. And you're, you know, you're only on the, receiving it. And I feel like there's this balance that I'm wanting to strike with some, some kind of work, you know, um, that gives me access to all these kinds of things. And, and, uh, you know, so we'll just see, but the, the sky's the limit. Maybe a future collab with Misty Copeland. 
Patrice and Misty. Ooh, I'm putting that out there. I'm manifesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Just put it out there. That's right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. I know. I know. I'm like, keep speaking. I keep like speaking. it. I like it. <laughs> well, before we let you go, we like to play a little game. We'll first start with a couple little things we like to do. The first one is testing your musical knowledge. We've got three categories, and they are. Well, for a lady of firsts, um, we're changing it up. This is the first time in our series, I Am The Band Music Series, we're switching one of the categories for you. So, yeah. (laughs) We've got jazz, pop, which we normally do, and famous film score. Okay. So, um, usually we ask you to pick one, but I think we should do all of them. Okay. Just pick the first one you want to start with. Jazz. Jazz. So we'll play you a little snippet, and and you have to guess the song and the artist. Okay. okay. Here we go. Got to make sure I find. Oop, hold on. I got to do this correctly. <laughs> Get? That's all you get. <laughs> if I gave you that, if you had to get one any longer, you would have gotten it. Well, isn't that the point? <laughs> <laughs> Play some more. Play some what, more. I just get the intro. I'm gonna. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on. I'm gonna. Love you. Like... Okay, I'm not feeling that. Ella Fitzgerald. Nope, Servant. Wait, yeah. play it again. Servant. Yes. Servant. Yeah. Do you know the the title? Come rain or shine, come shine. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna move on to what was? Let's, what? let's do pop. Okay. Man, y'all. <laughs> Did a little homework. If y'all could see your face. <laughs> Can I get a little more? <laughs> oh, I thought she had it. <laughs> oh, I was getting ready to get it, huh? A little more? Oh, man. See, that ain't fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on. I'm going to fast forward it because if we... Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I completely gave it away. Did you hear that? I gave it away. Completely. I heard... No, I didn't give it away. Really? <laughs> oh. Oh, give me a hint. Is it a group? It's that's a group. your own arrangement. <laughs> huh? I said, that's your own arrangement. <laughs> Are you serious? 
the string part. Yeah, go to the string part. <laughs> Okay. What was her name? What was her name? No! Somebody and somebody. Come on, you got to help me out. Who was it? Who is it? That would, that would be that would be Prince Baby. You know, I have not heard that in so long. Oh my god! We stopped you with your own. With your own, but the strings were very low on it. That. You can't hear the sound. I was like, oh, she's got okay. It. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't have got that. I you got to go had to hear, it's I would have had to hear awesome. like the chorus. She's just done too much. She can't even. I know. But that arrangement was right. awesome. Those oh, all man, those well wow. strings, I love it. Okay, oh. our last wow. one okay. is our last one. Uh, the famous film score. Film score. Okay. Title of the film uh, and a composer. Magnificent Seven. Yes. yes. Composer. Bonus. Newman. Not Leonard. No, no. But Last name is Newman. Yeah. No, no, no. no. You were no. you were going the right the way first... with Leonard, but it's not Leonard. It's it's Elmer. Elmer. Yeah. Elmer. Elmer. Uh, hold on. I can't remember the man's last name. I see his face. Elmer. Definitely Dang. Jewish. <laughs> First letter B, like the bears. Oh, wait, well, from the famous story. Elmer, Elmer Bernstein. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Elmer Bernstein. Now, the one, isn't it ironic that the one that stumped me is the is one the you wrote? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love it. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> Well, I mean, you've got wow. a lot going on. I, I'm always shocked when people get it because I, I never get stuff like that. People, and because I'm a classical musician, people always expect that I can pull up a, you know, oh, well, that's Mozart or oh, that's Beethoven or or I can call the the Kershaw number. That, and I can never do I <laughs> I'm always so impressed with my colleagues that can do that. Oh, that's Beethoven's whatever quartet and the second movement. And I'm like, I have no idea. I can sing you the melody. I can sing you the melody. <laughs> and I can tell you what the cello pot is doing. I tell you how I go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At the end of our show, we like to feature a song. Song of yours. A song of yours. So is there a song that we have your permission to use that you would like to oh, go out Oh, my, my, my. What? I mean, maybe you guys have some favorites or something like that. You're welcome to use anything that you want. So, okay. Is there any? We always love it if there's something that maybe sticks out in your mind that you. In my mind. 
it could be anything, something off oh. the bat. I, I was I was really drawn to something that I read again. You were talking about your orchestral arrangements, and mm-hmm. you mentioned when you were on Electra, was it that you did have a moment to to dabble a little bit in arrangements? I thought, oh my goodness, I wonder if there's any of those that sticks out, or there's any. It could be anything. Wow. It doesn't even have to be one of yours, I guess. Just something that's okay. really special well, and near and dear to you. You know, since we're talk- we were talking about arranging a- a earlier and, and the idea of, the- of things being without limits. So, so much of the time, you know, strings are always used to do certain, they do things so beautifully in a certain area that sometimes they don't get to be funky. Mm. So if you want to listen to the beginning of Haven't You Heard, that's an example of taking the information and transferring it to something else and finding some new ideas and new colors with, with strings. You'll, you'll recognize the beginning of that. But uh, if you want to talk about some of my favorites of my own stuff, that there's a song called Settle for My Love, which is still a favorite. Mm. And... Uh, you know, after that, you know, all of the rest of I mean, I, you know, it's like trying to say who your your favorite right. of kid course, or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't. Every song takes me to that particular day and that particular time when we were doing it and how much fun we had. But all the film score stuff and the um, the orchestral stuff that I've done. Do you have that stuff, Giovanna? Did I ever send you all the orchestral music? No, I would love to have it. I want my people to have it. Yes, please. So it, so it doesn't disappear. <laughs> you know, the people say, well, yeah, I'll have it. Yeah, is it for <laughs> large symphony orchestra or is it, can it be done in chamber? There are some things that are chamber. Okay. There's a mix. It's like about, it's about four or five pieces. Yeah. I just sent them all to you. I would love to throw then, yeah. the LA Chamber, LA Chamber Orchestra some of that. So would I. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, will, <laughs> I will definitely work on that. Yeah. Too. All possible. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All absolutely. And I've been playing with a quartet that has been doing a lot of music. Um, I, I mean, again, for me, I, there's not a lot of black players in town that I've had a lot of opportunity to play chamber music mm-hmm. with. There are a few. Mm-hmm. And in my generation, they're all they're all older, right? So in my generation, there hasn't been very many. And so I'm so thrilled. There's some new musicians in town that I've gotten mm-hmm. to meet and play okay. with. And it's so, it's nice. just so great. It's so great. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the string stuff. I can send you some quintet that you could play. And as a, you can play as a quartet or a quintet. I'll, say, I'll just send you a whole bunch of yes, stuff. Yes, please. We have a Pops Strings class. Oh. So I've been doing arrangements of music because some of the stock arrangement of pop tunes for strings is so lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can yeah. imagine. So, you know, I'll just, I'll just, as we finish stuff, I'll just send it to you Man, so that yeah. if you're looking Can for stuff to play sometime. Can we do a guest on one of those yeah. guys? I would love to go sit in the back of the Kevin room. wants to go out of your class. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can. Well, you know what? We're supp- now, that theoretically, we're supposed to be back in the fall. Yeah. So y'all can come to anything that you want. Come to the performance classes and oh watch goodness. and see and come talk to our kids. I'll come do some improv. You know? <laughs> come on. Well, you know, you you better be rolling over to uh, the Coffin School of Music. Uh, Coffin School of Dance is right across the street from. Oh, from yeah. this one. You, you need go. to be rolling over there talking about now. Don't you all need some me up in here? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Especially <laughs> as an entrepreneur. Look at that. Because yeah. the idea is so much of the time, people are taught that, you know, you stay in this one lane mm-hmm. and that you that you can't even venture out right. and use your sensibility as an artist mm. to inform the art another way. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. It's so key. I was actually going to mention mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, there's a lot of techniques that I've started to use as a cellist that 
are not taught in that classical training. And, and it just, you can add percussive things and rhythm things that a lot of composers don't even really utilize yet. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, the, the harmonic stuff there, that stuff there is in there, but really the chopping and a lot of the different. Yeah. Uh, that's important yeah, stuff now. Absolutely. Everybody needs to know that. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing before we let you go is we'd mm-hmm. love to ask our guests to finish this sentence with one word a couple different times. So I am blank. I am unique. Mm -hmm. I am limitless. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need more? Is that enough? I mean, those if are pretty If you want another ones. one, but Limitless pretty much <laughs> no, that, spells that it pretty out. Much, that's that's that pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is you all day. Oh, yeah, my so goodness. So many amazing things. Yeah. Oh. yeah. We appreciate you. Yes. We like to turn oh, it around, you. too. Yeah. You are inspiring. You are my shiro. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 not even a musician. Yes. <laughs> Ah, man, you are the standard. You set the standard. You you were taught so long ago to be the standard. And I, this whole time I've been thinking, like, who's their example? What is you didn't. You said, I'm going to be the example. Mm. And I know I got to make it excellent. And so I'm just going to do the best I can and shoot. Yes. And, man, you just about knocked everything. <laughs> like, Give me that gun. Excellence. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't know hey. in us all, in us all, in that, in, just in what you guys said and in what I said, that group sharing, the, the common denominator is this, that we see ourselves as stewards mm. of something, stewards of the idea of what is possible. Yes. So that's that's it. If we protect the idea that, it's all possible. You got to do the work. Yep, yep. You got to be willing to, you know, continue to use your creativity to find ways and find options. But you set your eyes on that prize. You set your eyes on that goal. And you don't sacrifice that intention. You know, that's what you pass on to your kids. That's what we pass on to our young people is that by being able to do what we do, a part of that is to be a steward of the possibilities of everybody being able to do it, you know, and we protect, we have to protect that. We're the, we are now the gatekeepers, mm-hmm. you know, it was our parents, yeah. their parents before them. <laughs> Guess what? We're the gatekeepers now. We have to keep that, that level high. Yeah, so true. So true. That's a good word to to go out on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been just really. I don't even have words for it because I'm so I'm I like I'm emotional all over it because again, you are just such an example and a trailblazer and somebody that I have so much respect for and somebody that has exuded so much love. And humility. There's never been an aura of I am greater, I am nothing ever like that. You've always been so supportive. And I know that the people that are around you love you immensely. I mean, just the admiration that all of these musicians that I've gotten to know that, you know, were in your circles. I I know that you're just... We were just talking to Paul Jackson Jr. and he had talked about oh, yeah. down the street yeah. and he said, yeah. Man, I need to go practice with Patrice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. You're such an example of excellence. And I oh, appreciate thanks. you to making the time to sit with us. And and yeah, we love you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I love you too. And anytime, you know, let me know what's up. Let's let's do it again. 
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We leave you with two tunes, Haven't You Heard and Settle For My Love by the unique and limitless Patrice Russian.
thank you for listening. Interested in starting your own podcast? Visit us at IamMusicGroup.com.